trying. I'm still trying. This is the Art of Giving Up, your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, bad friendships, bad relationships, and sometimes, of course, giving up because life is just too hard. As always, I'm your host, Steven, and I'd like to thank you, yes, you, for joining me on this, my journey of self-improvement, of growth, and of learning. This week, we're going to be talking about the ethics of voting. Oh, yeah. Nothing more fun than that. Now, of course, I've done no research. I ain't do nothing except for expressing my opinion. And just in case anybody here doesn't realize this, I have an opinion, just like you, and my opinion is probably wrong. But I was recently at work discussing with a customer in my retail job. I was discussing politics, and we were talking about, of course, the next 96 days or whatever until... It's going to be time for most of the country to uh, vote for the next president. Kind of. Pretty much. I mean, because, you know, first, whatever, that's not the point. You know what's happening. Biden versus Trump. Here we go. Here's the weigh-in. Trump going to be entering into his fourth year. Whatever. You already know what the business is. You already know what the deal is. I have been entering into a lot of discussions about whether or not I'm going to be voting for Biden. And whenever I talk to my other progressive liberal friends, because, you know, I'm from New York and I'm black. So, of course, everyone I know and everyone I associate with pretty much is some form of progressive, liberal or at least moderate. Um, and one of the issues that I have is that. I believe that there's a lot of danger in voting for Joe Biden. I think that voting for Joe Biden might do as much harm as Trump having a second term. Hot take. Wiki, wiki, wiki. That's right. I believe that there's a possibility that voting for Joe Biden is going to compromise me ethically that me willingly sitting there and deciding to vote for this person because he's not the enemy might do harm not just to me and my feelings but to our system as a whole because I believe that the reason that Donald Trump is president now is because we, as a country, have spent so much time fighting for mediocrity, 
fighting towards the middle, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having a moderate opinion. But the reality is most people don't have moderate opinions. We all have very strong opinions about very specific things. And when it comes to politics, for a lot of people, you know, they have to play teams. And a lot of people do share certain convictions. A lot of people think that um, income inequality is a huge issue, as an example, right? But if everyone on one side, and of course I'm going to be a little reductive here, if everyone believes that income inequality is a big issue, then wouldn't they vote to kind of, I don't know, vote their conscience, kind of vote for people who have politics that reflect these opinions? No. Because as an example between Biden and Trump, it's not really about voting for people who have policies that reflect your opinion. It's not just about voting for someone whose ideals suit your own. It's about beating the other guy, even if it means compromising your values. And this is the exact kind of thing that got Trump elected. I believe that we must vote. We must exercise our power of choice. But true choice, not choice that's manipulated, not choice that's that's taken away from us by, you know, these organizations, you know. The DNC exists to decide who, which candidate is going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party. You do not have to vote. They can decide. At a point in time, it was decided that we'll have a process from which the people will choose which candidate. Because of internal party politics, Bernie Sanders is not viewed as someone who could have beat Trump. It doesn't matter if you agree with his politics. It doesn't matter if his values align with yours and his policies align with your interests. Both inside of the act, inside of the party headquarters and amongst voters themselves, there's trepidation about actually voting for someone whose values reflect their own, and that is a sickness. That is a sickness that is permeating the very soul of this country. We need to exercise our power to vote. We need to exercise our choice, our true choice. We need to vote for whom we want. We need to vote for people who reflect our values. And yes, there are lots of issues that not everyone can kind of agree on. And that's why we vote. Because whoever has the most wins. But the race towards the middle, I don't know. And 
the, the statistics, and again, I don't have any numbers in front of me because I'm going from the head, I'm going from the heart, say that about 40% of the country doesn't vote. And who can, don't. And you might ask yourself, why? Why do these people don't want to be part of, of our democratic republic? Why don't they want to take part of the process? Have people ever considered the fact that these people, no matter what their values, no matter what their race or their net worth, they feel they feel not represented. And there's a fear of splitting votes. If you write in your candidate or you vote for the candidate that you believe is the candidate, that you'll allow the enemy to win. And that mindset is the enemy. That mindset is what does true harm. Yes, life is scary, but you are given a choice and you need to utilize it. Voting is power. And the choice has kind of been taken away from us. And people will often talk about the elimination of the two-party system. Right? Um, Well, think about it like this. It doesn't really matter if it's a two-party system because within those, those polls, there are different branches, right? And people were so concerned about Democrats splitting the vote and allowing Trump to win. But if people were pushed to actually vote their conscience, to vote for people who truly suited their values, who had policies that reflected them, more people would vote. And more people in those polls would vote their conscience. And you wouldn't have a fear of, you know, of letting the enemy win because the reality is that we all live here and the other side, whoever the other side is, they are not your enemy they are your friends, they are your families, and it's funny because when you sit down at a table and you have political conversations, things get crazy and they get weird and they get difficult. You sit down at a table with your friends and your family and things become hard because you forget that you smile every day together, you love every day together, you share similar opinions and values on things together because we are family and there are no enemies. There, there are really no teams. We live here together. You know, and fortunately, the way the system's set up, if you vote during your local elections, if you're active in the process, you don't have to watch MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, all this stuff every day. But if you do a little, little reading, you participate in local government, you know, you flex your power to vote every time that the opportunity is presented to you, then I think that you'll find more common ground with the people around you. And even the people who aren't there with you. Because I live in New York, and the amount of people who make the enemy these Southerners, the amount of people who you know, decry every Trump supporter as a racist. No, I'm not going to lie. 
There's a lot of racist Trump supporters. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. But there's no way that you can tell me that in 2016 that the millions and millions of people who voted for Hillary had completely different values than the people who voted for Trump. There's no way you can tell me that the millions of millions of people who voted for Trump were all blatant sexist and racist. And I'm not talking about systemic racism and systemic sexism because it exists in all of us. But we're not trying to get in the weeds there. Not every person who voted for Trump is a racist or a sexist or a bigot. You ever try to ask yourself where the common ground is? Where your values and theirs intersect? Because they do. Because we're people. Because we share this earth, this planet, this country, these, these states, these provinces, these cities, these towns, these homes, these buildings together. Do you need to vote for Joe Biden? Am I going to vote for Joe Biden? I probably am. Just like I voted for Hillary. and I'm not going to feel good about it just like I didn't feel good when I voted for Hillary. But I'm hoping that with this conversation that we can change this. I'm hoping with this conversation we can make it clear that voting is not a choice that's being given to you. It's yours. Vote your conscience always. They always say the evil you know, right? Versus the evil you don't. How about we don't vote for evil at all? And to wrap this up, I feel a companionship and com- camaraderie with the people of this planet. And I feel hope. So, of course, as always, this is the art of giving up. I'm your host, Stephen. You can be part of the conversation. Art of giving up on Instagram. D A Art of giving up on Twitter. Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, don't let them, whoever they are, them, don't let them tell you who to vote for. Don't let them tell you your values. You have your own opinions. Peace.